barbecue back there, and you didn't invite me. Hurt my feelings. You'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting. I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking. I never did. Braxton Miller's loose spin move. Miller heading for the end zone. You're in no position to left to the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. He'll run it after the 10, 15, 20. 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Lucky for me, the press can barely speak English. But they are who we thought they were. Well, he has trouble with the snap. And the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson. And he scores on the last play of the game. Well, then get the fuck out of here, then. Okay, see ya. It is Tuesday, January 2nd. Happy New Year. I know I already told you that yesterday, but it feels like a new year now. Because finally, we got rid of the dog shit football games. Of a bunch of teams that don't care. A bunch of players that aren't playing. A bunch of games that don't mean a damn thing. And we had two of the best football games of the entire season. Mm-hmm. yesterday i mean just what more could you want i know buckeye fans will say well uh bama win would have been nice but honestly just phenomenal football games four great football teams you can't deny it real right good. and i know i'll get it out of the way i i i will apologize for my flippant takes that michigan stood no chance honestly they i always thought they had a chance but i didn't think they would win clearly i put my money on bama i I said on the show i thought bama would win and honestly michigan impressed the shit out of me i mean i thought jj mccarthy played really well the defense is as advertised you cannot find one clip of me saying michigan's defense is nothing anything short of elite chris jenkins mason graham two of the best defensive tackles in the country probably the best defensive tackle duo just unstoppable and they they gave bama fits but just a phenomenal football game and if only Tommy Reese wasn't such a fucking idiot, they might have had a chance to win it. But you bet you you follow that one up with the unbelievable finish to Washington and Texas. Just and Michael great Penix Jr. Football game, just Holy great football shit. game. I mean, Michael Penix Jr. Fucking ridiculous. But so much to talk about. I don't want to spoil the show, Chris. How was your New Year's Day? Good. It was good. Lots of great football. I mean, from the time our show ended yesterday, I mean, as a football junkie, it's like you get to go watch Wisconsin LSU, got to go watch Nico and his first start. And then obviously, you know, the two, I mean, last year, the two semifinal games were good. Both of them were good. The the, the TCU game wasn't great. This year, both games, nail biters, must watches all the way through. Great fucking football games. Just great football games. Like, that's what you're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. And I've always been on the fence about the twelve-team playoff, but this year solidified it for me. Like I, I need it. I need. I probably honestly, I need. I need a bigger playoff. Fuck it. Just or just stop playing these other bowl games because after watching such dog shit football for two weeks yeah. to have yesterday happen. But, but could you go outside of twelve though? And yeah, still absolutely. Have, you you think so? Yeah, but don't, not because it matters. Mm-hmm. Not because those other games are going to actually warrant someone that's in the in the in the playoff. Uh, realm, not that they, they would actually compete and have a chance to win it all, but the games would matter. Yeah. Teams that, would fair. believe. That's kind of what Kirby Smart was alluding to, right? When he talked yeah. about it. Like, just, you know, wh- why not? Make some early, some of these early bowl games, the winner moves on mm-hmm. and like let them play. So at least then you're getting no one opts out. Everyone's like, damn, we got a chance to win it all. Like, I'm, I'm playing. The teams, the teams care. The games matter. The players play. 
it is what it is. I mean, it's, I'm not like, I don't think it's right, but it's better than what we're watching now. And next year, it, all you're going to do is you're going to get what I think there's 11 total games instead of three. So you're going to add eight games that matter, but you're still going to have 30 that don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and those still are going to be awful. But the other 30 are like the, the, the people that don't make the 12 team playoff. Who's really watching anyway, right? Like those, those games won't matter no matter what. I mean, who's the 13th ranked team in the country? The 13th ranked team. Um, I think it, maybe Louisville. I mean, it's, it's it's one of those things. Like, I could I could see. I guess like going outside the top twelve to me, it gets a little weird because we just watched Louisville, who was a top fifteen team, get get beat pretty bad by a uh, by USC, who's a five loss team. Yeah, no doubt. But it, at least the games would matter. I mean, yeah, LSU LSU is the thirteenth ranked team right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, their game was. I mean, it was entertaining. You got it to was. see Nussmeyer go out there and play. Luke Fickle in Wisconsin held their own against LSU. LSU had a dog shit defense. Tanner yeah. Mordecai made it look like that. But um, I, I just I, I I already started the show without really starting the show. But right, I'm I, ready. I, I really I, I just not hear you. Like you, want, I just you want, want games where the teams care and the players play. That's it. And I'm right. with you. Could LSU or Arizona's 14 or Louisville or Notre Dame are they going to be in it at the end? No. But at least the game they play in mm -hmm. matters, and the players play because they they see that glimmer of hope that this this season ending magical you know prize that everyone is seeking is still possible. So. Anyways, that's my that's my soapbox kind of reaction. I know we got a show to do, so I don't want to just waste all your topics before we even start it. So, Lukey, let them know what time it is, Bubba. Let's get to the show. For starters, before we talk about the playoffs, Nico had his, first, his debut, his first start. Obviously, a guy that we've been kind of paying close attention to the last, what, two, three years? Ever since he committed to Tennessee and was kind of viewed as like a program changer. I guess a good Iowa defense. I mean, he only had 178 total total yards, but four touchdowns, 135-0. No, come on. He was he was outstanding. He was. I mean, they, they blanked Iowa, which is not that shocking, but they put up points on a really good defense. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it's... It's exactly if you're a Tennessee fan, it's exactly what you wanted, right? 12 of 19, very respectable, 178 total yards, but four touchdowns. I mean, they put up 35 points on a good defense. I mean, Iowa was a really good defense against unranked teams and a, and honestly, just a dog shit team against ranked teams. Yeah, but they were they were always a good defense. Yeah, always a good solid yards defense. Per play, yeah. No doubt. And and it just it's what you want if you're mm -hmm. Tennessee. You got the true freshman comes in, looks good, a little promising. You know, you got some question at offensive skill going into next fall, but Tennessee fans feel pretty damn good going into the offseason, and that's what this bowl game, that's all you could ask for as a Tennessee fan. Look at the flip side. How's Ohio State feeling right now? Mm -hmm. It's like all Ohio State wanted was to feel like Tennessee fans right now, and that's disgusting to say, honestly. It's awful. I like Nico a lot, and it was really good to see him play well. You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of this offseason hype train that seems to follow Tennessee oh, players. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, they're going to blow this. Like, like, if you think Ohio State's bad, if you think Bama's bad or Georgia's bad with, like, taking a small sample size and hyping up the next or a 2.0, Tennessee is worse than everybody. Tennessee told us that Squirrel was Jalen High at 2.0. Right. Like, they hyped up Joe Milton as the one to the point where I almost started to buy it a little bit. Well, you know, I'm like, hey, Jalen Hyde kind of came out of nowhere. So yeah, so why not squirrel The, fu and the fuck do I know, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but listen, I, I, they, they caught lightning in a bottle. They I did. mean, Cedric Tillman, I know he was hurt for half the year, but Cedric Tillman, Jalen Hyatt, and then what Hennen, how Hennon Hooker played, you know, it, it's going to be tough to replicate. If you if you're you're Tennessee, but it I think is. they got a piece of quarterback that shows shows promise, right? He's got a chance to, to be that. 
And, and Nico, what what he showed me too was he's more mobile than I realized. Like he's a dual threat guy. Like I know he did some run around stuff in high school, but I never thought like at that frame and kind of like stylistically, he was always kind of a pocket guy yeah. that he would be willing to kind of run some power. They ran him up the middle, Zach, and he looked good. And he and he's a little longer and taller um, than than I remember. So yeah, good player, I mean, and shout out to him for for a, that, that's what we want to first start to look like, no doubt. And I mean, this is a true freshman. Yeah, just imagine what that kid's going to look like in you know, six months after a, a real strength and conditioning program with a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, the, the biggest jump you have physically is freshman to sophomore year. And for this kid to get that game experience was outstanding. And then I'm just excited to see what he looks like in six months. I mean, his body, just his, his stature, his maturity, everything is going to change. And I think playing in that bowl game accelerates everything mm -hmm. because now the kid played in major college football. He had a little bit of success, won a game 35, nothing against a good Iowa team, at least a good Iowa defense. And he's going to go into the offseason, like, chomping at the bit, like, this is my fucking time. Like, it, it, I'm up. Yeah. I'm up now. I'm up. And he's going to – I hope he's a grinder because if he is, you're going to see some really cool things happen for that kid. And as you look across the, the country, the true freshman that played a little bit, right, it's like him got to start. Lincoln Keenholz played a lot. Look, look very different. <laughs> Darnold – or wait, Jackson Arnold played a little bit. He looked okay. No. Um, and it had, had the three picks. And other than that, you look around, it's like – he probably looked the best, kept it the cleanest, and looked the best coach. And you got to think, damn, he played this under control when he's kind of known as a gunslinger a little bit. And now you're going to get a full season of confidence and growth. I think he's going to be a really good player. I, I think that he <coughs> is going to probably have a, a year next year that's a little bit ahead of where Drew Aller was this year. That, oh, that God, that's a low bar. Yeah, I think. Well, well Drew, Drew Aller, it, uh, to me, he's not that low of a bar. Like, I think, I, I think, I think if Drew Aller had better weapons, it would, it would have. It would have been a different story, but in terms of like throwing for three thousand yards and and like what three interceptions, like I, if you're Tennessee, you take that, especially after you watch what Joe Milton just did. Yeah, but he drew Aller also was very limited in what he was able to do. I mm -hmm. mean, he was very he was a model of efficiency on those shorter throws, no doubt about it. But but I don't, I Drew Aller's gonna have to show me that he can push the ball down the field at all to to ever be well, he, a he big time was, college quarterback. He was pushing the ball down the field in that old Miss game, like he he was he was taking some moments. I I think it's there for him. I so I think that. If they had better receivers, it would have been a different story. But there were flashes from Drew, and I think at least at least stat wise, I think three thousand or even twenty eight hundred is good for Nico next year in the SEC. Yeah, they also have a wide open offense. I mean, very right. different offense. Well, I don't know what they're gonna have because this Kansas guy's coming into Penn State. They're gonna do a bunch of fucking crazy shit. But but I, I think I, Nico, I, I just I just want to see a big time player, right? He was supposedly like the number one quarterback in the country, and yeah, it's, it showed, people. right? Mm -hmm. It showed like he played a certain way. Lincoln Keinholz played a different way. And Lincoln Keinholz was taken as a project, as yeah. a freshman, was on the scout team, didn't get a lot of reps. Nico was the backup all year, got reps all year. He obviously had a much more polished beginning walking in the door in Knoxville. He also, I mean, he also showed up early where Lincoln did not. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's not apples to apples, but you feel way better about Tennessee's quarterback situation than you do Ohio State's. There's well, no doubt about well, that. Well, and I'll even I'll even throw out the Lincoln Keynotes thing. So the number one quarterback per on three was Nico. The number yeah. one quarterback per ESPN was Malachi Nelson. Right. Similar frames, similar prospects, and we saw the, the story so far. Like Malachi Nelson was the third string quarterback behind somebody else who I never heard of during <laughs> during the, the the bowl prep, and he left. Yeah, Nico's a starter, so that's just a, a, a really good, really good for them and for him moving forward. DJU officially committed to Florida State. Damn, I wonder who had that first. I don't know. I mean, I 
I have a text back on November 28th that I sent, and I got a response that uh, was very vague, but let me know. Yes, that's that's what's happening. That's what's happening. He's there. Um, it, it's funny because Cam Ward's out, like head to the NFL, and uh, and DJU is a top what quarterback in the ACC probably next year. Oh God, I don't know. Right, top three. You have to think top three. Yeah, and I Drake mean Drake Mays out of there, Jordan Travis out of there, and then Cade Klubnik. And I, I don't know how you feel about Cade, but it's hard to love Cade a lot, especially given kind of how this season went for them offensively. Yeah, no doubt. Um, KJ Jefferson chose UCF over Miami. Yeah, Miami's down bad right now, huh? Talk to me about UCF and what's the what's the draw there? Because you you probably know more. I mean, than UC, me. Listen, UCF now. You talk about. I mean, when I got hired at Florida, and I was just an intern at first, so I didn't make it. It was unpaid, so I, I have nothing to do with this. But UCF was the highest-paid coaching staff in the state of Florida. You had Larry Coker at Miami, Bobby Bowden at Florida State, Urban got the Florida job, and UCF had the highest payroll because UCF's a massive school in Orlando, big city, a lot of uh, a lot of alumni, and now they're in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think it's a bad move. If I was picking between UCF and Miami, I'd probably lean UCF. I mean, I, I, it's I optically, it's definitely super weird though. Right? Yeah, it is. It is. But look, I mean, if you look at Miami the last five years, why the fuck would you go there? Mm-hmm. Look what they did to Tyler Van Dyke. Look, I mean, just, yeah, I right. wouldn't go there. Absolutely not. And it's funny, Miami fans that were just Cam Ward was going to, was a silent, going to commit. And then all the, all these quarterbacks were coming and now they're sitting there like, well, so, so you want the, you want the story on Cam I, Ward? I want all the stories. So I guess the grumblings are that Cam Ward was committed to Miami and working on his NIL deals, but only if Jeremiah Smith came also. And Jeremiah Smith, and he was talking to Jeremiah Smith, and that's maybe part of the reason why there was delay in the paperwork between the two of them, because Cam Ward would only go to Miami with Jeremiah, is what the rumor mill is. Well, uh, interesting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts to base your uh, your future on a, on a high school. I mean, it's absolutely idiotic, right? Jeremiah Smith could be a complete bust, and I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. No, don't don't clip that up and be like, well, how State thinks Jeremiah Smith's a bust. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. See, I, real, real ones know about the about the Carnell Tate. Thing. Right. Yeah. Like, here we go again. Fucking all these Florida State fans and Miami fans are going to clip it up. I mean, Jeremiah Smith, just like any player, could be a bust. And mm-hmm. to base your transfer last year on a high school kid would be absolutely asinine. Yeah, on Miami, they're down bad right now, bro. Like, they missed out on all their transfer portal quarterbacks. And we're going to talk about Will Howard here in a sec. But I guess Will Howard went on an official visit to Miami, and Miami basically said, like, we want to wait and see what Cam Ward does before we continue <laughs> to pursue you. And it's like, well, well, now where are we at? Because KJ Jefferson up out of there, and I guess they're going after now Ty Thompson. Hmm, about sure. I mean, they're going back. That's the Oregon. That's the Oregon backup quarterback. Yeah. Who Oregon was in line to start at Oregon, and they said, we want Doug Gabriel. Yeah, just – I just – I just – Desperate. Desperation at its finest, really. Mm-hmm. And then who else do they go after? Um, that's it. I think that's it. I mean, I'm sure they called everyone. Yeah. Shit, they called me. <laughs> to ask if I have any eligibility left. They're they're in a, they're definitely in a tricky place. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. It might end up being Jakari Brown. Uh, they don't know who their yeah. quarterback's going to be. Yeah. Hey, that's a fact. Jackson Dark officially announced he's coming back for next year. He's got a chance to be a, a first-rounder next year, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Especially class. And look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is really... They're 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 going for broke right now. I mean, they're 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 absolutely selling their soul for the, for 2024. I mean, their transfer portal class. Literally, when someone enters the transfer portal, I'm like, okay, where's like when's his visit to Ole Miss? Like, yeah, Ole Miss is in everybody's top three. Everybody's right? top three. They're getting half of them. It's like Lane Kiffin ain't fucking around. He's hitting that portal hard. Mm-hmm. Remember when we did the episode about drop a bag, yeah. drop fucking two of them. Yeah, Ole Miss took that and it was personal. Yeah, and they dropped bags for everybody. And I think, I mean. 
And and for next year, you got to think about who are QB one, like who is a a first round quarterback. This year's class loaded. We're gonna talk about Michael Penix, fucking NFL throw after NFL throw oh last God. night. I couldn't believe what I was watching. No, insane. I, I could not believe it. So, but next year you got what Quinn Ewers, Carson Beck, and Jackson Dart yep. all in the SEC, and possibly, possibly JJ McCarthy. I mean, he hasn't announced his intention. Oh yeah, yet. I was just talking about just SEC alone. Oh, but just then, the SEC. Then, yeah, yeah, possibly JJ. I think who else you got? I mean, that's that's four. I mean, that's that's, that's the, the cream of the crop, really. Those are the guys, and then and then Kyle McCord at Syracuse, and, and that's kind of your group. <laughs> and then TVD at Wisconsin, right? Hey, hey, now nah. TVD was was okay. once an NFL pro. Dylan Gabriel at Oregon. I mean, yeah, okay. be, he'll Dylan he'll Gabriel, be in the conversation. The lefty that that'll that'll be interesting. And uh, and Jackson Dart, you, people are gonna fall in love with him because the way he plays stylistically. Yeah. I mean, he's big, strong, physical. I mean, I can see it now. That he's going to get the Josh Allen comparisons because he's what, like 6'4", 235, run around, super inaccurate, but sometimes can dot some shit up. Like, he's going to draw those. Because he's a baller, man. He's just a he playmaker. Yeah, I've told the story before, but, like, his mom kept begging him to slide. Yeah. And he's like, fuck no, and, like, going head into into fucking Bama players. He's a baller, man. He's just a baller. I didn't. I don't. I don't think he's as big as you thought he was. But he I really? Mean, no. He he's my size. I think. He um, he looks he looks thick, dude. Yeah, I don't know how big he is. You you you'll have to look it up. But I I just love he's a baller. I mean, he's got that moxie. Reminds me of Hendon Hooker, but thicker. I mean, different body type. But just the way he plays, he just has that moxie. He ha- he's a baller, kind of a gamer, and he's got he's got good arm talent. And I think he could do really big things, especially adding the talent they're adding through the transfer portal. Ole Miss is a team to keep an eye on this offseason, this spring, as we kind of go into this expanded world of two super conferences and and a twelve team playoff. Yeah. Uh, he is 6'2", 220. You're right. So that's that's my size. So def- definitely definitely a big guy, but definitely not uh, as tall as I, I imagine his 220 is a little different than mine, but you know. <laughs> Talk off. I was gonna let it ride, you know. <laughs> you know, I was and I was gonna I was gonna vibe out. Will Howard in the transfer portal. So the transfer portal is supposed to close today. I don't know how these rules work. There's also like a well, five remember, day grace period about when re- you remember you you can commit whenever. You just have to enter the portal before it closes. We learned this last cycle. So I thought you had to commit before no, it closed. No, you just have to be in that motherfucker before it closes, or and then you can no longer enter it. The problem is going to be, right, is there's a clock. If they're going to go for the winter semester, mm-hmm. they got to get there. When classes start, which is fucking probably, what, next week at the latest? So if he's going to sit out the winter semester and come in in June, I guess he, he could wait. Remember we had someone that did that? The punter who oh, sat Oh, fucking out. A. The, it was a kicker, wasn't it? The fucking kicker yeah, that took yeah, the semester yeah. off and didn't go through spring ball and then yeah. missed the kick against Georgia. Yeah, I remember that shit really well. <laughs> was it Ruggles? Yep. Noah Ruggles, tuggle my balls. That's him. Shout out to him going to fucking Australia for a semester. <laughs> okay, so I, I I guess I thought that uh that Will Howard had I had thought everybody had to commit in this window before. That's what I thought. Closed. But last but last window we learned that you just had to go in the portal before gotcha. it closed, and then you you know you could just make your decision whenever, which makes sense. Because at that point you're a free agent. Like, but remember last year they closed it, and then everybody that was got stuck in the one closing this time of year, like they couldn't do anything until it reopened again. Yeah, you just can't enter. That, got that's, you. That's, that's I thought you couldn't. Okay, no. I don't fucking know. I have no. No, fucking he watch. He ain't gonna commit anywhere today. Not today. No. There's all that Buckeye smoke, and people are saying Man, that you. I, well, that Kirk you, Kirk Barton was on the show, guaranteed. It said two weeks ago Buckeye Scoop had it that he committed to Ohio State. <laughs> I. I I don't talk to anyone. I don't have any sources to like combat Kirk's point, but I just don't. I don't think Ohio State's really actively pursuing him. I really don't, and that's just my gut feeling. That's based on nothing. 
I mean, I think I think they are probably pursuing him just because he's available, right? Well, in, uh, yeah, entertaining him. But I but I read today he said he doesn't even have a visit set up yet. So he read it, he he doesn't have a visit set up to Ohio State yet. Yeah. Well, well, brother. So I'm saying like shit set up yet. Shit or get off coming. the pot. What are we doing? <laughs> but I, I do love how I got tagged on the tweets. I'm waiting for Kirk Barton and Zach Smith's uh, prediction or that they said that he was committed. I'm like, listen, he might be. Kirk knows people, but yeah. I didn't say that. I have no fucking idea, and I'm not trying to find out. It is it is funny because like whenever someone says something in proximity to you, all oh. of a sudden, oh. all Zach's of a sudden, a fucking you, idiot. He doesn't talk to anyone. <laughs> and, and the best part about it is like you catch so much blame for my takes, and I don't yeah. really catch much blame for them because I'd be on here wild. You know it. Like I'd be on here <laughs> co-signing a whole bunch of shit, and then people are like, "Oh yeah, like Zach Smith doesn't know anything. He got it wrong." And I'm like, "Is anybody gonna tell him that?" Zach missed the white guy on the program. <laughs> right. That, that Zach didn't say that? What the fuck? Zach didn't say that, and I said that as a joke. <laughs> That's neither here nor there, and it's a, it's a part of the fun. But, bro, they, they think they're dunking on us in the chat, bro, so we got to get to this commercial uh, break and then talk about, uh, about Michigan. All I know is you can't dunk on me. I'm big in the paint. Big <laughs> in the paint. But go ahead. Take your shot. Drive the lane and fuck around and find out. We'll be right back after this. All right, Menace Army, if you love fantasy football, our partner, Prize Picks, is in the middle of the 12 days of Pixmas. Every day, there's a promotion. It's an easy winner. For instance, on Christmas Day, Kevin Durant needs to score one point. And what you do on Prize Picks, it's all fantasy, fantasy sports, right? You go pick on, uh, pick two to six stat lines and say if they're going to have more points than that or less points. You can do it for basketball, football, with all the NFL action going on. It's, it's my favorite thing to do. During football, it's my favorite way to wager. I love fantasy football and I love following it. So they have their picksmiths going on right now. You can win up. I had at one time I hit a 25x uh, combination, 25 times my money. All you got to do is go over to prize picks, use promo code menace, and you get a free first deposit match up to $100. So go to prizepicks.com forward slash menace, use promo code menace, and get a deposit match for 100 bucks. Get free money. It's, it's my favorite thing to do. I love fantasy football. I love money. So combine the two. Prize picks. It's the way to go. Go check it out with our promo code and get some free cash. We're over here investigating. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm investigating. I'm, I'm going picture by picture. I'm trying to figure out if I actually think it looks like Connor Stallions and Chase Winovich's uh, Instagram story. Where you got to see one of the insane videos of Connor Stallions watching a Michigan game before he was employed. And that, to me, looks like him. Uh, I mean, it looks similar. I'll give him that. It looks similar. <laughs> I think uh, a motherfucker just found a, a dude with a shaved head and just tagged him. That's come here. Is it, hey, bro. Hey, let me see those roses. Connor Stallions. <laughs> no, they're, I mean, Michigan fans are saying that's Connor. So, ooh-wee. Um, Go Blue has Bull. Thanks for the 10 it, or two. Excuse me. Damn, get your money up. It's a good day, boys. Big 10 football. Am I right? It's a fact. That's yes. a fact. I mean, it's just, you know, I think I, – I, the two best teams in the country are playing for the national championship. I believe that, and I think everyone can agree with that now. And um, what what a, what a hell of a deal! Both teams are going to be playing in the Big Ten next year. It is funny because when there's an SEC all title game, that's all everybody talks about. Yeah, that's on the forefront. It's pumped out at the loudspeakers again and again and again. Well, and, and you know what's funny, Chris, is this is the first time since 2014 that an SEC team has not been in the national mm. championship. But I will say that in 2014, everyone knew. Ohio State-Bama in the semis was the national championship. A lot like last year, Ohio State-Georgia was, was the, the national, national championship. championship. And when they went to play at TCU, it was like, yeah, this is not going to be pretty. 
This championship was won in the semis. That's how 2014 was. We went to play Oregon after that Florida State Oregon game, and it's like this isn't this is not even going to be a game. Like the national championship was that Bama game. Mm-hmm. That's not the case this year. Well, I was well, I was going to ask you that at some point in the show. Did, was that Bama? Oh. No. Okay. No, and 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 I could go on a tirade right now, but shame on fucking Kirk Herbstreet and ESPN for making getting Florida State kicked out. What I watched Bama do on offense, and granted, Michigan has a great defense, but Florida State could have thrown for 119 yards with, with their second string quarterback. With Tate. And I mean their defense was as good as Bama's. I mean, maybe, maybe not quite as good, but they were right there. They're a really good defense. You can't tell me that Florida State wouldn't have given Michigan a game. I think Michigan would have won. But you you didn't even let Florida State go play in it because you touted Bama as the favorite going to win it all. And I, I believe I thought Bama was going to win the national championship. But I also didn't think they should be in the playoffs over Florida State. And you know what? After watching the game, shame on ESPN because they they, they kicked the team out that should have had the shot. And like I know people are going to reference that Georgia game, but we'll never know what. No, oh, come on. They had 22 starters out. Everyone and on Georgia. And also, like, they would have been playing Michigan, not Georgia. No doubt. And Georgia had everyone essentially but Brock Bowers play. And Florida State, no one played. Like, you can't even reference that game at all. Yeah, <laughs> my guy Anthony in the chat. Y'all naysayers tripping. <laughs> <laughs> well, that naysayers thing is fucking hilarious. Let a naysayer know. <laughs> he said, ooh. Oh, it got a little tight up here. It I thought we were getting canceled. thought it was all over. thought it was all over. The squid, thank you for the five. Shout out to Brian Ferenz as he rides off into the sunset after getting shut out in his final two games. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I've dunked on him enough. But yeah, bro, that's, wow. a, that's a great send-off. Though, I, I hope right? his 401k looks good because oh. he fucking robbed college football, robbed yeah. the, the university. I mean, just straight fucking federal crime. Yeah. Like, when grand it, lar- grand theft. When it comes to legalized bank robbery, it's Floyd and it's Ferenc. And yeah, that's it. Floyd one, <laughs> Brian Ferenc two. In that order. Uh, Bill, sorry, thanks for the 10. Here, have some of the money you guys lost back. Go blue. Thank well, you. That's a fact. I lost I lost a shitload of money this weekend. <laughs> I, lost, I lost 200. <laughs> I lost 2,500. <laughs> the squid days for the five. Also, JJ McGenerational is going to look damn fine in a Giants shirt. He he played he played well, but I, I don't know how you can like watch him and then watch some of the other guys like Michael Penix and see the throws they make and think, oh yeah, like these are both first rounders. Well, I mean, there's there's a difference between the tenth pick and the twenty sixth pick, right? I, I'm not well, saying good thing my Giants are fucking ass and it's not going to be a twenty sixth pick. <laughs> True, <You> feel me? <laughs> True. <laughs> Jason, thanks for the 20. Love seeing you guys in person at Yogi, uh, in person, but son at Yogi's again. Question for you too. How come we didn't run all the motion on run plays like Michigan did to Bama? I, I think they were just trying to fucking get their head above water in that Missouri game. And I got the film in. Here's the good news. I'm supposed to have my huddle access back today. I got the film in Ohio state film. I'll be getting the, the college, the semifinal games. So the coaches film rooms back, baby. We're back. It should be tomorrow. I should have, I might just grind through and knock them all out because I'm so excited to get back in it, but we're going to, we're going to go find out. And I, I just want to see that offense and like, what the fuck was that Ohio state did? Because live on TV, I've watched it th- twice now on TV. Ooh, that was brutal. It looked like when you first play Madden and you fall in love with like one section of the playbook and that's all you just keep running over and over and over again. So yeah, it was bad. Oh my God, Jordan, looking for you. 
Right in the Ryan Day voice. I'd like to know where my 600 is. How about them Wolverines? Blake, the great best running back in the nation. I know y'all boys in the mud. Go blue. I got you. Same cash app. You see, you paid me, huh? I'll hit you. I'll probably hit you up today. But hey, you know what? First of all, stop it with Blake. He had 80 yards. I had, I had Michigan fans going crazy. He had 118 yards. I'm talking about the offensive line who played. They played better than I thought they would. But I'm talking about the offensive line. We're in the third quarter. They're averaging like three yards a carry. Bama's front is is winning the matchup. I won't, they weren't dominating them, but they're winning the matchup. And then Michigan's offensive line finished down the stretch, popped a couple big runs. Kudos to them. They played better than I thought. But I'm, I'm having an argument on Twitter about how Michigan's offensive line is not what it's been the last two years, which I don't know who can argue that. And I have these dumb fucking Michigan fans, not the smart ones, not Jordan, not Shane, the dumbass ones. Trying to dunk on me. You stupid fucking wife beater. I see why you're not a coach. He has 118 yards. I'm like, how is this 30 receiving yards any indication of line play? You stupid inbred fuck. Like, you can't be that dumb. And so, anyways, just wanted to shout that out. I think Blake, Blake was outstanding. He's been what he's been all year. And that is a powerful, powerful running back with great vision that is always going to get you positive yards. Not a home run threat, not a big play running back, but just a, a great football player. Yeah, that would. I mean, I, I just want to know: Are the Michigan fans going to call Bama soft now? Right, because they beat Bama by seven. They beat Ohio State by six. Are they also soft, or was that only reserved for Ryan? Yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> Slade, thanks for the ten. Love the show. Big fan. Love watching you guys eat crow. You do it on a legendary level. Wrong about Devin over Kyle. OSU over Michigan. Cotton and most recent Bama over Michigan. Go blue. I mean, appreciate the 10. <laughs> That's okay. It's we just, certainly weren't wrong about Devin over Kyle. Kyle was fucking awful. Yeah. And Devin might be too. I don't know. We haven't seen him yet, mm -hmm. but definitely weren't wrong about that one. Which is, it's awesome because this, if, if this person's been around for that amount of time, thank you for the $10. It means that they've watched 90 minutes of shows for over 200 days. Right. And that means that they referenced five things we were wrong about. And I'm uh, here. I think for that it. was three, but yeah. Whatever. Five, three, five, three. Listen, if you predict, if you give predictions, you're always going to be wrong sometimes. I mean, you find like, me someone who's not. Like people like Doug it on us, but also we do 90 minutes of shows. That's fine. I'm I'm fine. I know I, I know I'm going to be wrong sometimes, well, and I'll stand duh. in the paint when I am. I absolutely will stand in the paint. Dylan, thanks for the five. Drove to get my morning coffee in Houston. Michigan billboards are up. I'm I'm an absolute catch it and pissed. Go you dub and thank you Zach for your six gold pants. Okay, Dylan's going through it. <laughs> Dylan's going through it. Chad, thanks for the five. Uh, the only Buckeye coverage I trust is your show and Buckeye Scoop. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Appreciate Chad. it, man. Rolling. Um, 18 rolling. Thanks for the two. I'm just salty as hell, man. Dave, please, bro. Dave really like had his hand in creating a monster over there at Michigan. I'm and that's and that's what needs to get unpacked. Like they, he created a fucking monster, bro. Yeah, I mean it. <laughs> He told JJ no in favor of Kyle. That is creating a monster. Because I mean, look, because even even if Kyle, even if they do take JJ and JJ doesn't end up being the JJ he is now, guess where Kyle's not going? To Michigan. It's it's really, I mean, with the hindsight now, and you've said it all offseason, you said this is the true test. Like mm -hmm. when it comes back to that decision Ryan Day made to take Kyle McCord over JJ McCarthy, this season will be will be the evidence that that was either a massive mistake or 
you know, negligible or maybe this is the right decision. We can now reflect and say, wow, did he miss? Like super miss. Like I'm talking sh shot a free throw and it went over the backboard. Mm -hmm. Like couldn't have missed any harder than he missed. Taking Kyle McCord over JJ McCarthy was probably the dumbest thing Ryan Day's done in his career. Yeah, it's it's like it's like it, they drew up a game winning play for the corner three point shot, and then it, you caught it, and you look up, and it's fucking Jakeem Noah. Like that. That's how bad of a deal this was. Really bad. And and I, I guess here we go. Recruiting question for you: When you're considering two guys, Zach, on your board that are close to one another, how much does one considering going to your rival play in that decision? Because they're, they're close on the board. And if you like Kyle a little bit more, but the risk of not taking JJ is sending him to Michigan, doesn't that concern you a little bit? Wouldn't you just take him to keep him away from 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 Michigan? I mean, I mean, I, you could think of it that way. I've always I, I've I, always thought of it that way. Going I, back a couple of years, I never did. Going back okay. to what's what's his name with I, quarterbacks only, with quarterbacks only. In I, mean, my opinion. I mean, it's really anybody, but no. I mean, if they, if you trust yourself as an evaluator. If they're getting the, the second best guy and you got the best guy, you should be able to beat the second best guy with your best guy. Mm. And that's where you got to trust your evaluation process. I would never, I, I wouldn't care. Like if I'm getting Percy Harvin and you're getting just a, a good player, I'm, so, I'm good. I got the better player. So I guess I hear that if it's the top guy on your board and you view them as as, as as generational. But like now we're not talking about a top guy on the board. I mean, I don't know if people know, but Kyle McCord was a plan B for Ohio State. Always yeah. was. Yeah. Um, and honestly, Ohio State acted as such because as soon as he got there, he I mean, they they were like, all right, Clint, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's get here. And then obviously that whole thing transpired. But yeah. like you're, you're not getting the top guy on your board and then you're you're battling with mission with a rival for a kid. And then the other kid, the schools on his list are Penn State and, and Pitt. Like for me, that feels like now nah, you you still you still take the better player. You got to trust your own evaluation, and you take you take the best player you could take. Well, then they <laughs> took the best player they could take, and that player. Well, they were wrong. It's the reality super, of it. They were fucking wrong. Super wrong. And I guess like them being wrong rears its head in a different way because you have to face the being wrong now and in the semifinal game you're watching again, and then now you got to go watch. JJ McCarthy potentially went a natty, someone you said no to. Yeah. Go to your rival. Um JA, thanks for the five. Bama's best players were the kicker and punter. How bad was that set? Holy shit, the fucking snaps, man. Mm -hmm. The snaps were awful. I mean, just awful. Someone said that Carson Hinn's been transferred to Bama right before the game, and that shit <laughs> fucked me up, bro. Man, I've seen it all. That shit fucked they me up. They said the same thing when Samaj Morgan or whatever fumbled the punt. They're like, Parker Fleming went to Michigan? Oh, yeah, and then they put in their own version of Reed Scottsdale. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck was that? My man caught the ball. Well, dropped the ball on the five and ended up with the ball on the one. <laughs> if that, I mean, if that takes a bad bounce, Zach, it's a safety. Yeah, and you lose the game. You lose the game. Because you got to punt the ball away, so wild. Why are we catching fair? Why are we catching punts inside the five? Also, it's, a, it's another one I could dunk on Michigan fans. I, I put out a uh, put out a meme like, and I said, "Who the fuck put that kid back there? Mm -hmm. Like he's been back there a bunch all year." And I'm Doesn't like, matter. "Even fucking worse." <laughs> what what is that? that's your point? Like, why is that kid back there? Yeah, why is that kid back there on that punt in particular? Especially like with the game on the line like that. Why what? would you even field the punt, bro? I, I'm having Roman Wilson back there. Fair catch. Yeah, or or not like. I, I thought you were always supposed to be taught, like, you put your heels yeah. on, what, the eight-yard line? Yeah. And if you have to take a step back, you just let it go? I mean, in theory, right, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's, there, it's, it, it is situational. The ball's got a great hang time. You feel the gunners get behind you. You might fair catch it on the five because you feel like 
that they're going to down it at the one. I'd rather be on the five. But I mean, most 99% of the time, yes. Heels on the eight. And if it's over your head, let it go. Hurt. 18. Oh, I already read that one. Please, day, please, bro. bro. Day has to be an absolute shambles. I mean, if it was Quinn Ewers that made it to the championship, that would be even worse for Ryan. Because holy shit. Yeah, this was Quinn Ewers and JJ McCarthy in the natty. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. What, what did it cost you? Everything. Everything. Sean, thank you for the five. Fuck Michigan. Nothing sustainable about them. 60 COVID super seniors cheating week schedule. It's all over next year. Enjoy it while you can. It is crazy they have 60 COVID super seniors. I mean, just listen. That is what that, it is. That's insane. That can't be a real number. I thought no, it was like 44. Is, no, that's not a real number. But yeah. it's a, they, they do have a lot of vets. Um, but listen, they're a good football team. They, they deserve to be there. Cheating or not, weak schedule or not, like they just went toe to toe with Bama. I mean, we could go conspiracy theory. Why is Connor Stallions in the stands? Did was he? Was, do you have any any part of that? But regardless, I mean, you you can't take away from what Michigan did. I mean, they beat Bama. They did. I mean, toe to toe beat them. No, they did toe to toe beat Ohio State. They, they 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 did do both of those things. Uh, what do we got? Gorky, thank you for the two. Uh, Hussey's money line and uh, twenty to win forty played already. Okay, look at that. Gorky's bets. Um, e. Buckeye, thanks for the two. Does Washington have a chance with their air raid offense? Is their offense air raid? Would you no. consider it air raid? Okay. Uh, not really. I, it's, I've considered it just I West mean, Coast. It, it has, I guess, elements of air raid, but um, yeah, of course they have a chance. I mean, that's that's the best receiving core in the country. Probably the best passing, not probably, the best passing quarterback in the country. And they have a good, a good run game. I mean, I, they definitely have a chance. Of course they do. Yeah, no, they, they have a chance. I wouldn't consider their offense air raid. I, I think people confuse, like, the amount that they throw the ball with air raid. Like, yeah. air raid replaces a lot of the run concepts with throws. So, it's like yeah. that becomes part of the offense. Yeah. They have a run game. They definitely have a run game. Like, they have a good run game. And they yeah. and they run, like, they run between guards. And that's not something that a lot of air raid teams do. No. Maybe some zone read every now and then. That's about it. Yeah. No, but they get under center and run it. Like, yeah. No. Yeah, they're not They're not air raid. No, they have some air raid passing concepts that are built within what their offensive system is. But mm-hmm. it's not It's not an air raid offense. Like, Grubb's sure. not an air raid guy. No. Uh, my coochie smells. Thanks for the five. What the fuck? That's the super chat, right? <laughs> you know. Bama as my last leg to win 1K. Fuck that offensive coordinator. Sorry as O-line. And most of all, that sorry as fourth down overtime play. R word alert. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Reese reared his ugly head, didn't he? What's that, Lupe Fiasco? If you are what you say <laughs> you are, are, a bad OC, <laughs> then run up the gut and you will see. Oh, fucking hell, dude. And you know what? I'm excited to watch the play because it was an RPO. They, he had leverage. I wouldn't have thrown it because you're reading the linebacker. The linebacker vacated. And then all the, the armchair quarterbacks or armchair coaches are saying he should have. Follow your guard. Follow your guard. It's like, no. You start an A gap and slide in the hip of your puller. He couldn't slide because the right side got caved in. You got to block it better. More yeah. of the story. And it was a bad snap, too. Yeah, it was a bad snap. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor, thanks for the five. Would you rather have Tommy Reese as your offensive coordinator or Connor Stallions as your wife's stalker? <laughs> Jesus. I don't I don't know. He can, hey, Connor Stallions can stalk Justine. I'm good. What are you going to do? He'll do it really well, though. Yeah, that's good. Take like, take take your pictures. I dare you to pull up on my porch. Like, he will put a little micro camera on the dog's collar, and he will see everything. Hey, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy the views. 
<laughs> JJ, my guy. Thank you for the 10. Bama had the second most talented team ever per the Blue Chip Ratio. Uh, team up north is at 14, and UW is 26 nationally this year. Hats off to Harbaugh and DeBoer. Developers, that's Absolutely. big, and I can't wait to talk about their program here in a sec because we'll eat. Yeah, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Brian, thanks for the five. Michigan watched all their little bros get bullied by the SEC and said, nah, fam, y'all ain't going to embarrass us like that and whoop that ass. Well, I don't know if it was an ass whooping, but it was a really impressive performance from, from Michigan. Yeah, no, they played phenomenal. Urban Myers, right hand, thanks for the five. I'm just here to see Chris give Silky Johnson a run for his money for player hater of the year. LOL Vegas knew exactly what they were doing. Go blue. Bro, what was it like 70% of the money was on um was on Bama? And then right before the game, all the big, the big gamblers, the sharps just started throwing big money on Michigan. Well, listen, Bama, you know, Vegas knows. And, yep. and here's the reality of it and why I picked Bama. One, I think Bama's obviously had more overall talent. And two, this is the first time Michigan looked like they had a great bowl prep in Jim Harbaugh's career. Yeah. So to sit here and try to dunk on me or anyone that thought Bama would win, like you were predicting something to happen that has never happened. And that's Jim Harbaugh having a competent plan to get his team ready for the postseason. He's never done it. Not one time until this year. Awesome to see that he did it. Obviously had a different approach. Obviously it was successful because they looked very prepared, very well coached, and better than they looked to end the year. So they improved. They've never done that in his entire tenure. So to just predict that that's going to happen, that's fan glasses. No, it did happen. So hats off to you guys. But I, w- I would have never predicted that would happen. Now, I'm impressed. He he impressed me. And how, how can you not be impressed by Michigan? No, you like, have to be. You have to be. Like They, they yeah. beat Big Bad Bama, a really talented Bama team. Yeah. Zach, want to get a quick word from our partner and then uh, keep the show moving. And we got a lot to talk about still. We're only halfway done. We'll be right back after this. Mary Ballsmith. Miss Mary Ballsmith from our friends at Manscaped. I had to, it's been a while since I put my girl back on screen. Just want to remind you that promo code Menace get 20% off of free shipping at Manscaped. We also refund orders. So if you place an order, we'll do it before Christmas this year. So you could get somebody uh, the the um performance package 5.0 ultra and you could get it for free if you submit your receipt send it to me DM or email. This is big time. They have their new lawnmower 5.0 that comes with the um it's the fifth generation uh trimmer. It's unbelievable. It's waterproof. It has an LED light on it. If you're going to manscape your body, you have to have this package. It also comes with the Weed Whacker 2, uh, 2.0, which is an ear and nose hair trimmer. It, it's got it's got everything. I mean, it, it, it's got crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop soother, aftershave lotion, and has a nice little leather tote bag. You got to get it. And go over to Manscaped right now. Use promo code MENACE, 20% off of free shipping with code MENACE, and Send, send your receipt into me, and we're going to refund one order. Get your balls right before Santa Claus comes, Menace Army. Got to do it. It's a must. I'm just telling you. And we already have – I got two submissions yesterday, January 1st for this month. So get your get your receipts in. You, you, you posed the question yesterday. All Big Ten Natty is the SEC's reign over college football over. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. I thought I would ask. But, I mean, it just – Shows that teams are leveling up, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan has, for the last, this is the third year in a row, Michigan's been a really good football really team, good team, but just never good enough to actually make it to the mountaintop. They've, they've crossed that threshold. They are good enough, 
right? They've built that program up. They've developed those players. They don't have the blue chip ratio. The recruiting's not been like Georgia or Bama or Ohio State even, but they have developed a team, a culture, players, and they're there. And Washington, I think, is kind of a almost an LSU 2019 vibe right now, like just phenomenal quarterback play, lightning in a bottle. Got these two receivers that are outstanding. I don't, I, we can't say Washington has built up to be a nationally elite program. This feels like the 2019 LSU team where it's kind of a flash in the pan. We'll see if they can keep the success rate up when they lose Michael Penix Jr., Roma Dunze, Jalen Polk. When they lose these players, I doubt they will. But you got to take your hats off to them. I think they're less of a flash in the pan than LSU just because they they won last year too. Like LSU the year before, they also lost a lot of games they shouldn't have. And I think now I, I know now yeah, in Washington, the SEC. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I but they but they weren't a very good team, though, is what I was saying the, the year before. Like like Joe Burrow had like 16 touchdowns and, and five picks the year before. Like last year, Michael Penix led the nation in passing this year too. So I I think I have them in, in different worlds because of that. But shout out to Washington. They now have the longest winning streak in all of college football. Yeah, big time. Like I, I, I think I think that's really impressive. So I'm I'm interested to kind of break down this game a little more. Um, for starters, for the chat and for you, final final call was that Connor Stallions at the game? I think that was really him. I think it's him, bro. It looks just like him to me. I mean, it does. I mean, upon further review, it's questionable. I mean, he definitely looks similar. I could find little reasons why I don't know that it's him, mm-hmm. but I believe it is because I think Michigan's that arrogant. I think they're that arrogant. Like they are so they're riding this train so hard amidst all the cheating allegations. I mean, you see it in post-game press conference. All the adversity this team had to deal with. Like, bitch, you created the adversity. That right? was wild post-game. Yeah. That's like that's like cheating on your wife, and then she finds out and you're going through a divorce, and you're like, I'm going through so much adversity. It's like, no, you stuck your dick in another woman, dude. You're not going through adversity. You're 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 having to deal with the ramifications of your actions, the repercussions of what you did. This team's not going through adversity. They're facing repercussions for the shit they did that was illegal. Yeah, it's like, it's so like, save the sob story. It's like sitting in detention and saying, I'm going through adversity. Yeah, no, you <laughs> threw the ice cream cone at the fucking teacher, dumbass. You're not going through it. Going through adversity is like your family member dies, like, and you didn't kill him. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's facing adversity. This is called repercussions, not adversity. And I, they got to stop this sob story because it's ridiculous. But it is, but it also works. Yeah, like, oh, like you, hey, it, it's, it works. It's because- like, hey, listen, I'm here. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's like Kirby Smart in Georgia. Everybody doubted us. Five is. They thought we was going to be five and seven. Like what? No one thought that. But <laughs> hey, your Vegas over under was eleven and a half. Right? Who like, thought yeah, you were going five and whatever seven? Whatever brainwashing you need to motivate your team, and that's mm-hmm. certainly what they've done at Michigan. A shout out to them. But they they've met all of this with such arrogance, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just the wouldn't back down. You know, threatening to sue the Big Ten every step of the way. They've met it with arrogance, and this Connor Stallions thing. If he actually was at the game, I'm sure the staff had nothing to do with it. No, no. I think he just went with Chase Winovich. Yeah, sure. And if you're Chase Winovich, fuck it. I'd be like, hey, Connor, come on, man. This will be mm-hmm. funny as shit. You'll be like the greatest accessory. Like, my, my wife has a Louis bag. I got a Connor Stallions. Like, people are going to be like, oh, shit. Chase Winovich really pulled up with the fucking sign stealer. That's crazy. And you know that Connor, like, is a super fan, wanted to be at the game. So, I, I, oh, thought, I thought it was yeah. fun. I, thought, I, think, I think it's a great troll, too. Yeah, great troll. Like, great troll. Shout out to them. But um, in terms of the game, initially, when, when, the, when the game first started, Zach, I felt like, oh shit, like I feel like Bama's gonna be able to wear them down. It's kind of how, how I thought initially. I too. And I thought that Jalen Milrow's legs were gonna be so much part of the equation that they were not gonna be able to stop them. The adjustment that Je- Jesse Minner has now made in what three straight games without Connor Stallions 
has been really eye-opening. It's like, okay, he's proving that, y- yes, Connor may have helped them at times, but Jesse Miller is also a good defensive coordinator regardless. Well, and, and it's a really and, good and defense. He did a good job. Yeah, really, it's a really good up defense. Up front, holy, like, I've, I can't remember a time where I've seen – Bama's offensive line in hell like that. No. I can't remember a time. And that's the other thing I, I want to clear up the confusion. When I was talking about Michigan's losing the, the war up front, I was only talking about offense. I think their defensive front seven's probably the best in college football. Yeah, I mean, were, they were they, ridiculous. They were losing the war up front. There were, there were, there were massive holes for – I mean, there, no, there was, no question. There was a moment there where you felt like – But mean, and here's, here's, here's the other side of this, right? I also saw that, oh, Nick Saban got outcoached and outclassed, and you're like, wait a minute now. Did we see what happened at halftime? The adjustments that were made. Bama started moving the shit out of the ball, took the game over, and then shout out to Michigan, clawed back, ended up coming back, winning the game. I think that was just two great teams that one of the teams had to win. No one outcoached the other one. I mean, I, I thought it was just two great football teams that were both really well coached, and Michigan came out on top. And the quarterback battle was very lopsided. Like, J.J. McCarthy looked significantly better. And one of the things that really surprised me with Jalen Milrow was it felt like, at times, he was trying to be a pocket passer <laughs> instead of flushing out of the pocket. A lot of those sacks kind of came from him yes. not – like, he – I mean, he, he shuts down. Yeah. Like he would step up. up in a pocket. You could feel it all collapsing, and he just tucks and just is like, oh, shit. And he just shuts it down when he's a phenomenal athlete. Dude, like escape out, out the back. Like just spin out of the yeah, pocket no one doubt. time. That's- he definitely does that. But here's the other thing. They went to overtime. Michigan scored two plays. Phenomenal two plays. Well blocked. Mm-hmm. Offensive line did a great job. They, I mean, they up seven points. Bama got the ball, and I'm at home screaming at the TV. Run Jalen Milrow four straight times. Yep. Four different types of runs. Just don't, don't fuck around and try to run an offense. You have to score. Your best player is taking the snap. Run him four times. And they fucking didn't. And it's like, what are you doing, Tommy Reese? You dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, I thought that. I mean, it became clear what he he ripped off that run to get them down there. Yeah. Like, why not run four times? And if, if he is slightly above his average with, what, three yards uh, per attempt, he's going to get in. He's going to. If you run him four times, he's going to get in once. Yeah, I, I agree. I, also, I, it's just so bad. Also, bro, does bro telegraph his deep, like the, the deep ball bad or no? Like, every time. I like mean, it's like, well, he kind of only throws it deep. Yeah, you're <laughs> so, right. But like, like, it was like, like okay. every, every time he actually dropped back, you're like, oh, your bombs yeah, over Baghdad it's coming. A bomb. And, and it was. I mean, this motherfucker just, dude, dude, you just, <laughs> just launch it. Launch, launch that shit. Jalen <laughs> Murrow, I think, gave that game away. Him and Tommy Reese, this was a master class by them. Um, and Michigan, shout out to them, staying engaged, staying locked in. Like, this is a team that, like, with ultimate belief, like, there was a, a feeling there that I felt like when, when Bama got the ball back, Oh, all Bama has to do is get two or three first downs, and this game is over. And then Milrow fumbles. Yeah. And then when that happened, you could see and feel kind of the buzz it took, around. It took all the wind out of their sails. All of it. All yeah. of it. And, and and Nick Saban is like, oh my fucking goodness, I have a, I have an OC. I can't trust in a quarterback now that knows that ball security is is, is so important right here, and he fumbles. Yeah, that, that was the that was the the dagger before the dagger. Yeah, was that fumble? Well, that was okay. Let's hand them the dagger. Yeah. And then I'm going to turn around and I want you to stab me several times in the back. <laughs> and then I'll say it was Tom Reese's fault. So, I don't know. Um, it's funny because po- post-game, I don't know how, how you felt about this, Zach, but post-game, I thought it was the first time I sat back and was like, the culture that Michigan has is not just a little bit better than Ohio State's. It's like four notches higher. Yeah, it really is. Like the way players were hugging coaches, <laughs> the way that players were speaking about coaches, the way coaches were kind of being embraced by the players. 
I have not felt that kind of elite culture, culture and, and kind of love for one another and love for your coach. Maybe since 2020, but even maybe before that 2019, I thought 2020, that team really played for leaders on that team. This Michigan team feels like they play for the head coach and the other players. I can't remember this being at Ohio State, at least since Urban left, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely concerning. But even, even deeper than that, like that, I think that's all true, all important. But it's the energy for me. Well, I think like, like, like never mind any of the relationship, culture, the coaches and players. Play, it's like just when you see them take the field and the way they play, the way they are in interviews, like just the, the, what, the way their face looks mm -hmm. after the game, like it's a different energy level. It's like this competitive fire, excitement to play, just like that they are taking on the world and they're going to take it over type of mentality. And you can feel it. You can feel like it. you want to talk about buzz and juice. I mean, I, even, even though Bama lost, I felt like they have a lot of buzz and juice. Yeah. Washington. Why didn't you talk about Washington has so much fucking buzz and juice. Well, they have so much while being a cool West Coast team. I've never seen it before. Bro, they have so much swagger. I've not bro, so much swagger. Usually like those out West teams when you, when you get them, it's like they're either cool or they're they're really juiced up. Somehow Washington has mastered both. Yeah, well, usually they get punched in the mouth and they shut it the fuck down. Mm -hmm. They're a bunch of front runners out west. That Washington team is not no at all. That's they're, a tough football team. Tough as shit. And then also like <laughs> Texas, there's a lot of ju a juice and buzz there. Yeah, like I can't like even even the celebration and the way people embrace Quinn Ewers. Yeah, um, in the end zone, it's like oh god, like these teams all have significant juice. If you're Ryan Day and you're Ohio State, how can you sit there and watch the like I was sitting there watching? And I was like, damn, like if I other than quarterback. Maybe even quarterback at this point. I, like if I'm objectively speaking, I would send my son there. Yeah, and that's never a thought <laughs> I've ever had before. Never. Yeah. And I remember watching the old Urban Meyer teams and the juice and buzz they played with, and they did play with a lot of juice and buzz in '19. But after '19, everything felt a little different. Yeah. And now the culmination of all that, you don't have a Justin Fields, you don't have a CJ Stroud. You, you, I mean, however talented you think Kyle McCord is. You sit there and think, like, damn, this team was maybe some juice and some buzz away from really being a special team, and instead they're heading into the offseason feeling worse, or I feel worse about this Ohio State team than I ever have. Yeah, I mean, it's they just need to get it right on both sides of the ball, right? We watched mm -hmm. a great offense get wasted by an awful fucking defense, yeah. and now this year we watched a great defense get wasted by an absolutely abysmal offense. And it's just you got to have all, all cylinders hitting. To, to make it to this level, right? Ohio State didn't have a horrible year, right? 10, what, 11 and 2? No, they, they lost to the number one team in the country, the team that's probably going to win the national title by six points. Bama just lost by seven. Yeah. So it's like they're close football-wise, but it just feels like something's missing. They don't feel close. They don't. That's it. They don't feel close. No. They don't feel close, and they don't feel like it's fun. No. Like the football games I watched yesterday, everybody was having fun. They feel like, like they do douchebag dances before the game. They do. <laughs> they feel like. Well, they they well, you know, they they do feel like that and they do do that. Exactly. Well. They, they, I'm they just do, saying. do that. So if this doesn't force a change in mentality uh for Ohio State, I'm not, I'm not sure there ever will be one. I think this culmination of everything, Zach, is what Ohio State needs. Mm -hmm. And if Ryan Day does still still does not make changes after this year and what we've watched from these four teams, in particular, your rival, who you told us you were going to hang 100 on, and we're still waiting on 100 total points since then. <laughs> I don't know what will. Like, if changes don't come this year, Zach, and the approach for Ryan Day, 
I hate to break it to everybody. It's over because being a young coach is one thing. And like having to learn on the job is one thing, but it only applies if you're trying to learn on the job. If you're not trying to learn on the job, you are who you are. Yeah, so. there's no doubt. It's a big week, big week for Ryan day. <clears throat> Cause we're going to see, I don't know what's right. I'm not on the inside. I certainly don't know who's actually the problem or who, who should go and who should get replaced. I have my opinions just like all the fans do, mm-hmm. but we're not in there. But here's what we are going to find out this week. We're going to find out what Ryan Day thinks the problem is with his offense. Or it's all good. It's it's fine. It'll be, we'll be better next year and no changes will be made. And that could be really problematic if they're really shitty next year on offense. No, I mean, and, and, that, and that's a fact. You know how I feel about the offense. I don't think that at Ohio State, for you to be a first-time, full-time coach, it should never be at Ohio State. No. And that is and that is uh, that is my opinion. I'll stand by it. But am I saying it can't ever work? No. I'm, I'm just saying it's not right for coach development for, for that to be the case. And then, obviously, Ryan Day is also a first-time head coach. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll need a couple of Super Chats and then get to some more, um, some more talks. we got another game to talk about as well. Yes, we do. Todd, thanks for the five. Easy front end of a schedule next year. Hopefully, Ryan doesn't waste five tune-ups with the QB with the lowest ceiling. Hopefully not. <laughs> well, I don't know if, there, if there's a QB on the roster with the lower ceiling than Comic Court next year. No. Not to, to keep it real. Jeremy, thanks for the five. Expanded playoffs, keep players from opting out, <laughs> and even the dog shit games would have been better. UGA still wins, but Florida State looks much better. Yeah, no question. You know who someone compared uh, Georgia to? They compared Georgia to 2015 Ohio State, and I thought that was a pretty decent comparison. Yeah, it's a great comparison in terms of like talent, like what they what they got, and they lost the one game, and but you know definitely one of the four best teams in the country. But you can't put them in after losing that game. No. Emoji. Thanks, Div. <laughs> Mike, thanks for the two. I don't know who talked more shit. Team up north of the AC- SEC. I hate life. Well, about to find out. This is about to be a really long offseason because what? they talked shit last year and they lost TCU. So this year, coming off a natty, come on now. If they win it. The best thing that could happen for Buckeye fans is Washington wins the natty. And then you, the SEC can't sh- say shit. Michigan still is going to dunk on Ohio State yep. for making the natty and beating Ohio State three times in a row. You're, you're just going to have to get used to that. That's happening all offseason. It's not going to go away until Ohio State wins. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Amos, thanks for the five. Did anyone hear Austin Ward open up his podcast for the Cotton Bowl saying it's cotton picking time? Christ. No, Jesus Christ. I hope he did not say that. that let's is- Oh, let's clip it. Let's find it and clip it, Chris. All right. You see, we're on it. Somebody send me a time code. You know what? With the racist undertones, let me find and clip it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask you to do it. Let me go get it. We also have our boy Charlie I'm too. Just saying, it feels a little yeah, wrong. Me- like, hey, Chris, go get that racist ass clip for me. Like, they can be, they can be lived through my trauma. Right, I got it. I'll do this one. But also ask, ask our guy, our guy, can, uh, our guy Charlie. Shout out Charlie. Those who don't know, Minister Interns been doing a great fucking job for us. Yeah, this he's season. the best. Had a great season. Nate, thank you for the ten. I'm glad Michigan won. Uh, a farther fall for them when they get punished later. That's the. That's going to be the real conversation. That, I mean, I was telling Zach before the show, it's going to be a crazy offseason because crazy. there's so much shit. I mean, the whole Will Howard thing, if he comes to Ohio State, if not, if not, we're getting back-to-back years with the quarterback battle at Ohio State. That's awesome. We got the whole Michigan situation, and 
mean, I'm going to go into the tank and learn everything I can about USC and Oregon recruiting and kind of the inside out so we can provide good insight on them too because they're coming on over. Yeah, and Washington. Fuck Washington. I want to oh, see what Washington's well, going to look like. Brother, I know too much about Washington. I, I've been studying the fuck out of I love Washington. I'm all in. Um, but no, but Dan Lanning, I want to learn more about as well. And then also, like, it's funny because the way our fan base feels, you would think we just had a USC season. Right. Um, OSU needs more people playing like <laughs> Davidson. Take no shit. Yeah, it means you need more dogs. Well, the defense, I think the, de the defense has dogs. Defense has dudes. The issue is there's no juice on offense, but defense has all the juice, I think, for Ohio State. At least that, that's how I feel or how you feel. Yeah. De defense, I thought, I thought defense played with incredible yeah. swagger. I think Jim Knowles, A-plus job this year. And again, and then also like the defense, we've gone through it twice. Everybody on that defensive staff, they all were somewhere else and proved they were one of the best in the world at their jobs and then came to Ohio State under a defensive coordinator that proved he was one of the best at his job in the world, and that's why he's here. Yeah, if absolutely. Just, if you look at years of experience on, on you know, being a full-time head coach on defense versus offense, it's probably a 50-year advantage at least for the defense. Oh, yeah. At least. Oh, we should do that study. And if you take Tony Alford out of it, Whole, like to think about it, Tony Alford is the only guy on the offensive. Or Tony and Justin are the only two guys in the offensive staff that have been a full time head coach or full time coach before Ohio State. That's absolutely true. I, <laughs> That's absolutely true. You want to know why things are stale and vanilla, and why and why guys can't develop players? Because guess what? You never had to go somewhere at a group of five school and develop a player. Right. Like, like, how can I sit like, how can I ask? And it's, I mean, it's not fair to Corey Dennis, but how can I sit here and ask Corey Dennis to develop Kyle McCord when, first of all, in 2014, Corey was a wide receiver and then Corey came to Ohio State and he was in your room. And then the first quarterback he was a quarterback coach for Justin Fields, second one, CJ Stroud. How can I ask him to develop Kyle McCord? Wild. I can't. No, I can't ask him to develop Kyle McCord because he already had two guys that had generational traits, and then he's got just a generational dopey face. You can't do shit with that. But if he had been at three other stops beforehand and learned how to work with these quarterbacks, like the like 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 other quarterback coaches do, then maybe it's like okay, like I've seen this problem before. This is what I did with so and so and so and so to get that right. Yeah. You can't do it if, if you've never seen that problem before. The problems he was facing with Kyle McCord in terms of development, it was the first time in his entire coaching career he was facing those problems. Yeah, That cannot ever be the case. I mean, you look at it. Tony Alford's got about 25 years experience walking in the door at Ohio State. Fry had about 11, mm -hmm. and then obviously everyone else had zero. So what is that, 36 total years of Division One experience on offense amongst five coaches? That's, yeah. that's incredible inexperience on one side of the ball. I think you could do it with one guy, but to have that many – I don't know, man. It, well, because everybody's learning something for the first time. Like, how can I sit here and ask Brian Hartline to develop an entire room when his first room that he got to at Ohio State was already developed? It's like, look, like I, I if I go to a place like Papa Joe's and I order a pan of lasagna and I pull it out and I bring it to dinner and I take credit for cooking it, and then Papa Joe's closes and they're like, oh, we want that, we want that lasagna to be made, and it's like, oh, like let me let me go to like. Let me go get the ingredients. Let me go get the ingredients. It's like, no, you never had to you never had to fully develop a room. The room you walked into was developed and set to jet. It was ready. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, there's 35 years experience before they came to Ohio State on offense. Jim Knowles has like 34 by himself.
Yeah. Then you add in Tim Walton, Perry Eliano, Larry Johnson. I mean, it's just far more experience on defense, and I, I don't disagree. And it shows in a big way. It does. At Ohio, the Ohio State jobs are supposed to be for the guys that are ready <coughs> to be full-time head coaches. Like, head coaches. It's like you come to Ohio State knowing in the next five to six years, you're going to be a head coach, especially if it's a, if it's on the offensive side of the ball. I hate to break it to everybody. Corey Dennis is not going to be a head coach in the next five years. No. Other places, like you get guys like Phil Long, who's a quarterback coach, boom, OC, boom, maybe in two years, I'm ready to be a head coach. And, that, and, and you would understand that. Even a guy like Grubb, was everywhere. I mean, here Ohio State used to hire guys like Alec, Alex Golish, guys that had been around, worked place, 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 and then came back to Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Now, at least on offense, they're hiring guys that from within, and that's why that half of the ball is Dabo's cousins. It doesn't work. You need to be able to recruit and develop at a place that is not very good for you to get right. Like, like Zach, how valuable do you think your time at places like Temple and Marshall were in terms of scouting and developing wide receivers for when you got to Ohio State? No, I think it's it's night and it's absolutely critical. Absolutely critical. I mean, you you learn to try to find NFL caliber players in what the, the world is telling you are not NFL players, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a three-star from, from Baltimore, and you're watching the tape. You get him in camp, and you're like, I don't know, man. This kid looks better than, than they have him pegged. And that's where you find those diamonds in the rough. And then when you go out as a coach at Ohio State, it's you don't have to find them, motherfuckers. But you're, you've already refined your evaluation skills yes, because you're trying to find these – these little traits and characteristics in a kid that the rest of the country doesn't see it. And when you are able to do that, you learn how to find it. And that's where you can find the dif differentiation points between two players who are supposed to be NFL players. And then you also learn how to develop those kids too. Cause you're not getting, you're not getting Jeremiah Smith's and, 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 and Garrett Wilson's in the door, but you're still expected to teach them and get them to the NFL. Yeah. If someone came to me and said, Chris, we will offer you, Grub and Kenny Guyton for Corey Dennis and Brian Hartline. Bye, Brian and Corey. Love you, bro. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Sayonara. Give me Grub. Give me Kenny Guyton. The goal was always to have the best staff in America, and I'm, I'm sorry for dunking on the, on the coaching staff like that. Got to get a quick – did I get the last word from our no, partner? I did not. My bad. Third break. Got to get it in. We'll be right back after this. Serious question, Menace Army. If you were walking down the street and there's a $100 bill sitting on the ground, would you walk by it? No, you'd pick that shit up, right? That's what my bookie is giving you right now. The best sports book on the internet, the best online place to bet is my bookie. Go to pro, go to my bookie right now using promo code menace and they'll deposit match up to $1000. Get that free money. It's bowl game season, about to be NFL playoff season. We got college basketball, NBA, hockey, it's all going on. If if you're going to bet, you got to bet at our partner, the best sports book out my bookie and they'll give you free money put together parlays. They always have promotions going on. All you got to do is go to my bookie, use promo code menace and up to a thousand dollars. You put in 300, they'll match it with 300 more. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So go check them out and make sure you don't, don't forget about the promo code. Get that free cash. -ish. Everybody loves free money. Free money. It turns out that uh, that Bama money line was not free money. <laughs> no, it was not free money at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Coach Zach, thanks for the five. No question. Just want to send some love to the boys. Keep up the grind. And everything you ever wanted will come. Just keep keeping it real. Hey, that's all we're going to do. Mm -hmm. 
Dylan, thanks for the five more. Can't even be mad that I don't give a fuck nature of Michigan football is to be admired. Connor sitting behind their bench last night was wild. Wild. Just arrogance is crazy. But, I, hey, more power to them, man. They stuck to their guns. They stood behind their staff and their their program amidst all these cheating allegations. And now they're going to play for a natty. Fuck it. I, I, I got respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you not? Isaiah, thanks for the five. Last live show I can catch because of school starting. Love the show. Keep up the good good work, guys. And OH. I O, Isaiah. Appreciate you. The career guy, thanks for the five. Love the show, guys. Keep it up. Fuck Michigan and act like you've been there before. But they <laughs> haven't, though. They haven't been there. They but I, been I, that's there. the whole point. Act like you have. Even if you haven't, mm -hmm. act like it. Nah, fuck. No, I'm not a believer in that. <laughs> fuck fuck out of here first time i get there i'm going crazy but like, wild like the first time i got some pussy i was in there like I was, I'm, I'm a i'm first time i i'm a virgin first time i do get so i'm gonna be going crazy i'm gonna be like oh yeah like <laughs> it's really up yeah, i'm popping the champagne Yo, like you backtrack quick didn't you uh i'm uh, you know you play db chris the way you backpedal i got some d1 feet that's what they tell me <laughs> Uh, speed thanks for the five keep all bowl games use early games as preliminary rounds for the playoffs and stop putting four and six lost teams in more money for venues and community yeah I mean Minnesota making a bowl game was that's just it's embarrassing at this point it's embarrassing mm -hmm. a team that goes whatever they went five and six five and seven yeah. and they make a bowl game like the fuck are we doing no one wants I didn't watch it no one wants to watch it that's awful got it got to be better than that Ben, thanks for the two. Michael Penix is a left-handed CJ Stroud. Just dude's a fucking monster. He is. I, I don't really have a comp for him, bro. Yeah, I don't know. He is his he, mechanics are wild, bro, but I love it. And he gets so much like hip torque and so much power. And sometimes you don't like it doesn't even look like he knows where he's throwing it, but it's always in the breadbasket. Yeah, he's he's just he's he's special, man. Mm -hmm. He is special. He he is absolutely special. Uh, Michael, thanks for the two. Any truth to the Ohio State catapult stuff? No. I, all this fucking catapult comments and shit. Like, no, there's no truth to that. Jesus, what are we doing? Just like Ryan Day's brother is the one that did it. Yeah, it was like, well, that blue blood bias account or whatever. It's just like, it's big game boomer, but he made a second account. And he's like posting all these like rumors and like breaking news and shit like that. And people are just running with it. But, it's absolutely not true. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, thanks for the two. How many yards would Zeke have behind that O-line? Behind Michigan's Michigan, mm -hmm. oh, a lot, <laughs> yeah, a lot. I mean, also, but that that Ohio State O line was pretty decent back in the day, yeah. in 2014. Yeah, it was. Gorgie thanks for the two. The only thing good in Michigan are the Red Wings. Sounds good. USA, thanks for the five. Do you think Ohio State will be good in 2024? Uh, it depends on their quarterback play. Honestly, um, it depends on their quarterback play. What the offensive staff looks like, what they're doing, the development. I mean, we got a lot of question marks. Who's playing tight end? Is well, they well, they just got that kid. Huh? They, they just got a transfer. Okay, a kid from Ohio U. How good is yeah. he? Hey, they, I'm just saying, who's playing tight end? Is he any good? G. Scott was awful in the bowl game. Is that who we're riding with? We're taking a, a Mac kid. How good is he going to be? The Mac kid and Jelani for the win. Like, what about the offensive line? They got a lot of developing to do. I, it's a complete question mark in Columbus how good they're going to be next year. Mm -hmm. Cole, thanks for the two. Future Ohio State head coach Kalen DeBoer. I mean, he. I mean, let's to keep it a beam. Kalen is who. Coach DeBoer is who Ohio State fans thought they were getting in Ryan Day. I, I hate to break it. Yeah, except that Kalen DeBoer has a proven track record. Yeah, as a I'm, head I'm coach. saying like stylistically and like yeah, with that yeah. kind of juice, that passion, and yep. a quarterback guy. And guess what DeBoer did? 
He gave up play calling duties. I don't want to call plays. Well, I think we, we hit it pretty hard yesterday. I don't need to beat a dead horse, but I think yeah. the biggest problem right now within Ohio State's program is Ryan needs to run the team and the culture. Mm -hmm. And the problem is he's running the offense and the quarterback room too. He's got to give that shit up or find someone that can take it over. That's that's the reality of it here. Yeah. I mean, we just saw it. We, Chris mentioned it yesterday. A, a head coach that also is the offensive coordinator play callers never won a playoff game. And guess what? Steve Sarkeesian lost. Yeah. Still stands well, I think, true. I think they won one playoff game. I think Ryan Day. Uh, okay, fair. Yeah. Ohio State beat Clemson once. Yeah. But it's just the, the likelihood of success is lower mm -hmm. because the head coach is pulled in too many directions. There's only been one head coach that's called plays to win a natty. Which uh, is since who? what? It was or, in 2013. It was Jimbo Fisher. It was like a modern era. So, like, since the yeah, playoff. BCS. Yeah, not everyone even in the playoffs. Since the playoff era, nobody's, nobody's done it. It, it, cannot, it cannot be done. Um, Paul, thanks for the five Michigan fans out here saying they broke Ohio State and Bama down here in NCAA. Congratulations to Michigan, but they still ain't shit. <laughs> I, I beg to differ, but go ahead. Well, they didn't, they didn't break these programs. No, I'd say I think I think that's might have broke Ohio State, but well, huh? I don't think so. I don't think they I don't think they broke Ohio State because, like, for me at least, like, I need to see like the slide. Like when when Ohio State beat Miami, <sighs> Miami's national relevance has been what since then? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Mike, thanks for the two. Ryan would have got JJ and told him, don't run. I still don't believe that. <laughs> I just can't. I will never believe it that Ryan says that. Thomas, thanks for the two. <laughs> Message here is develop. Three and four stars beat Bama. That's a fact. Yeah, three and four stars did beat Bama, but also like JJ McCarthy, I believe it was a five star. So it's Donovan Edwards. So it's not like they're like you got to have a little a sprinkling of both. Yeah. Because don't get it twisted. They, they definitely develop over there at Bama. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go down that road. Um, Shelton, thanks for the 10. The fact that JJ's pass was deflected and still oh zipped God. for 25. And also y'all see Kool-Aid stare down the receivers pregame and stand there in their drill. Cloud shit, give JJ Ohio State's wide receivers and he's a problem. Fuck Ohio State. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think if that, if that pass didn't get tipped, I think it would have been a bad deal. I don't, I don't know. know. It looked like he was going to hit him on a rope and then somehow the fucker tipped it and it lobbed and... Bama still couldn't get there. Yeah, really weird. Shane, thanks for the 10. Michigan fans are saying the NCAA can't vacate cultural playoff wins because they don't have the authority, but if their season gets vacated, are, really, are they really going to keep the banners up? Curious how it all works. Absolutely, they can make them vacate championships. Yeah. Shane, thanks for the five. Chris, you talked a lot of smack this year and up to Bama game about Roman Wilson. There's not one Ohio wide receiver other than Marv currently that would start over him. Mm, I don't mm. think that's true. I still think Emeka is better than Roman Wilson. And Shane, how about this? I appreciate you, bro. And I, I, but you paid your way out of a bet, and I don't get to see you in Ohio State here. Did he really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, we were we were tipsy at uh at the bar, and he and he just sent a big super chat and said he will not be you know taking a picture in the Ohio State here. Damn. Well, I so, lost a bet. I got to wear Michigan gear, but I'm going to do it proudly. I mean, I, I wore did I wear Michigan gear when I when I lost my bet? Yes, on the show. Yeah, shaved my eyebrow when when you know they had a goal. I don't know. I, <coughs> I, I, I just saying, just saying. Yeah, wrong pipe. Woo. Joe, thanks for the five. Assuming Michigan wins next week, if I don't acknowledge it, it didn't happen. Denial is powerful too. Highly recommend it. <laughs> wow, wow. John, thanks for the five. 
Uh, Ice Cold Football, thanks for the 13. I made 175 on the Texas UW game on price picks. There you go. That bad clock management at the end saved my parlays. What do you think will go off in the natty? Um, I I, I got to dive into this one. I got to get the film because I thought Washington's defense looked incredible against Oregon. I thought they looked just okay against Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's honestly strength on strength. I mean, this defense from Michigan is real. But guess what? Washington's offensive line is really fucking good. And Michael Penix Jr., we saw it. Even the clip I posted on Twitter. I mean, even when the rush is getting home, he's getting the ball out. Yeah. So I, I think Michigan's going to have to pressure him. But this kid is fucking dynamic when he's back in the pocket. So I think it's truly strength on strength. It's going to be a great football game. Um, and I don't I don't even know who I'm going to say is going to win yet. It's 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 going to be outstanding. I'm rooting for the Big Ten. Right. <laughs> John, thanks for the five. Everyone's been talking crazy about UW every single week. When will y'all learn? UW beats Bama by 20 easily. If JJ could throw on them, Penix dominates. I mean, they they did. I mean, it, it, let's let's be clear now. Michigan has a far better defense than Washington, though. How would you compare uh, Michigan's defense in comparison to like Texas defense? Like how, how, no, I'm just saying. Like, I know they're Zach. Come on, bro. I'm, I'm on like, the what do you mean? Like Zach, bro. Be real. I know they're better. How much better? Because obviously, like I had, I valued the Texas defense for what they did to Bama. I mean, and then we just saw Michigan do the same thing. But like, I, I know, I know Texas defense is good. I think Michigan's defense is great. How far? Yeah, they, I think Michigan there? and Texas are similar. Similar up front. I mean, both teams have phenomenal D tackle play. Um, really good linebackers. I mean, I, I think they're they're similar in the front seven. Michigan just has two difference makers in the secondary. And Mike Sainersil is not one of the two. He had a he had a tough game. Yeah, I mean, dude missed like a hundred tackles. He looks stuck in. But cut. I've also watched him for two years. That's a really good football player. I think Will Johnson probably is the best corner in the country. And I think Rod Moore's an outstanding safety. Now they got a. I, I, they're just a better secondary than Texas. Now, does that mean they can cover Roma Dunze and Jalen Polk? I don't fucking know that yet. Yeah, I haven't man. seen anybody do that. And the McMillan kid, too. I mean, he's he's got the same amount of 100-yard games when healthy as everybody. Like, yeah. He's a freak show. That why, Look, the way people talk about zone six, that's really zone six out there. I'm not even yeah. going to hold you. They, those, those receivers look different. They are absurd. Different. Like, those three are all capable of being wide receiver one. And I had, I, you know, I talked to a couple people about, like, like who will be the best receiver in the Big Ten next year, and will it be a Mecca? I was like, fuck no! Like Jalen Polk is a true sophomore. Yeah, dude. he's coming to the Big Ten and the best receiver like that. <laughs> and let's keep in mind now, he had, they have a generational quarterback, they and do. we saw the difference in not only Marv but a Mecca mm-hmm. when he had C.J. Stroud, and then when he didn't. Yeah. So like, who's taking over for Michael Penix Jr.? Is it a common court situation? Jalen Polk's going to have a slide back to reality because so there's some throws you're just like. Good God, look at that throw. So they're bringing in the, one of the all-time leading passers in SEC history. Will Rogers heading out there. And, like, I, you know, Will, I think Will's better than Kyle McCord. I mean, he threw 4,700 yards in a single season in the SEC. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely so better than Kyle McCord. He, he's definitely got some some arm talent in that front. And one of the things I noticed with the, with the Washington, you know, group, they also don't catch the ball and get tackled immediately. No. What, I, what I, was the number I gave you? 181 yards after the catch. Yeah. Against Texas. Like Polk hit a spin move 45 yards downfield. It just They're dynamic in the open field. I don't think Ohio State had a, a game with over 100 yards after Mm-mm. catch. They had a, almost 200 in a, in a playoff game against a good defense. They, they were balling. I didn't see Thick Mecca shake a single person all year. <laughs> you said Thick Mecca? Yeah, because that's the version he is now. Mick got my boy Thick. That's Thick Mecca. <laughs> Um, 
Uh, Barney, thanks for the five. Michigan has already blown their load. They won't be able to score enough to keep up with Washington. They will need to score 40 to win. Time will tell. 40 is a lot. It's a lot of points. Slim, thanks for the two. Can Washington stop Michigan's run game? I don't know that anyone can stop it, right? You just can't let it beat you. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, at this point, their run game is like. Well, they're so committed to it, and they're good at it. That like I don't know you're ever just going to sh- stuff Michigan in the run game, but mm-hmm. you certainly can have enough success to not let it beat you, and that's got to be the, the the key. The the Michigan run game is uh is Timberwolves Kevin Love. He's going to get his double double every single game. Your job is to make sure that double double isn't a, a rebound at the end of the game that they're going to put back up for two to win the game. Like no. that's what you have to make sure. Like he's going to like they're going to get theirs. They're so good at it. You have to be able to weather the storm and then you have to be able to at least on offense make it a little bit of a track meet. Yeah, and the reality is this. Bama did an, an, a respectable job not mm-hmm. letting the run game beat them until overtime. Yeah. And they let them rip off two straight runs, big runs to score. And that was that's all she wrote. They let the run game beat them at the end. Yeah. You can't let that happen. And shout out to Michigan Strength and Conditioning <laughs> Program. Send over whatever you guys do over here because I, I'm trying to see something. Man, I'm, I'm trying to be like Blake Corman in the lower half. Good God. Yeah, bro. Motherfucker got tree trunk legs. He got he, tree trunk. Look like little Maurice Jones Drew. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Paul, thanks for the two. Portal is changing the balance in college football. Without a doubt, it is. Uh, figure picks. Thanks for the five. Still on here hating. Run back that video when Michigan was scared of Bama. Piss on Bama. Going to be a blue natty this year. Are we on? Have we, Chad, keep it real. Are we on here hating? Have we hated today? Maybe not today. I still hate you. <laughs> I hate all of you. Weak ass fucking color, too. <laughs> fuck maize and fuck blue. There you go. Is that enough hate for them? Because I don't think I, because we haven't really. Well, now you have. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Because I mean, shit, like, it's like if you get sent to your room, well, shit, I might as well. Like they say, hey, Chris, we told you no more brownies before bed. I'm like, damn, I didn't even eat the brownie, but I'm getting punished. I'm going to go over and get one because at least if I'm getting punished, I'm going to I'm going to get the good side of it. Tommy, thanks for the five. JJ isn't perfect, but damn, that kid is a winner. He can make any throw too. just doesn't get the opportunities in that offense to show it often. An NFL QB. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue. The kid played outstanding. He, he has a ton of arm talent. I love his moxie. I love his personality. I just I love everything about the kid. He just you're not going to see him take over a game because they don't do that. Yeah, I also don't think he fits a lot of balls in the NFL windows, like in games like this. But things were schemed open so nicely, and it's not going to get talked about. But the Michigan throw game did so much cool shit to get guys open. I I was n- like things that were not on my uh, well, on my and bingo just like board. I, the the man beaters. It's like I've yeah. never I, I've watched I've studied Nick Saban's defense for almost ten years. They were always so well coached at when you're in man coverage of passing off crossers and not letting mesh concepts beat you. And at least twice, maybe more, Michigan lined up. The running backs over here, they leak him out into the flat this way, right? Opposite side, which is a day one man beater. You run a mesh and leak the back out across the formation. Mm -hmm. And you see the linebacker point, but no one's there to pass it off. And it's like, I thought... I really, I thought, Mich- I thought Alabama was the best in the country at that. They they have been. I mean, I watched it. We try to run mesh concepts against them. That shit don't work. And Michigan did a great job, and Bama was not on it. No, they 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 did they did a great job, and that, I, I think that's why I want to give them flowers because like I I was not expecting to see their pass game cause confusion for Bama. No, I thought it was going to be about them being physical, being on schedule, and then hitting some tight window throws. A lot of those throws, Zach, were not tight window. 
No. Dudes were, dudes <laughs> no. were wide ass open. Like the, the one catch Blake Corm had, he was all alone on the, on the TV screen. Yeah, oh yeah. So, um, oh, here we go. Paul, thanks for the two. Cost of care, George, was adversity. They're tripping. 100%. Right. That's what I'm saying. 100%. 100%. Like, we're confused what the fuck the word adversity means. Mm-hmm. Jason, thanks for the 10. Hey, Bailey, if you want to make it personal and have no class on this podcast and call Zach an abuser in the chat and say he got urban fired, then be a man and super chat, you wimp. Menace Army. Oh, damn. I didn't see. I don't even know what's going on. No, we don't even have the chat up. We only have super chats up. But hey, talk your shit. I mean, I try to catch a couple of them, but it is. You trade places with me in a minute. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of people would. T. Shaw, thanks for the 10. Um, you have to excuse the AACC and 90% of the fan base. They don't know how to win the class because they've never won anything. Can't act like you've been there before if you've never been there before. Yeah, again. Right. 100% where I'm at. Barney <laughs> Young, thanks for the five. Props to Menace Sports for having a bigger digital and social footprint than a site of their biggest rival without the backing with the backing of a 247 network. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is really cool. And just you fucking wait. It's just the beginning. That is really cool. No, it, it's really cool to be able to do this like without having like the umbrella stuff. Because we know that like if we do well, it directly it's for you guys. Like yeah. or yeah. Um Spratt, thanks for the five. The OSU fan of me hates to see Michigan succeed, but the college football fan of me loves to see a team finally get to the top. Get yours, Blue. That's kind of how I felt watching them. That's how the, I in feel entirely. Game. Yeah. Like if Michigan wins it all. We want those hats off, and how cool is this for college football? I know as a Buckeye fan, you don't like it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> what do you mean? There's not an SEC team in, a, in the national championship. That's yeah. that's bringing parity. It's the transfer portal, all of it. I mean, it's we're really watching the change, the change in college football. E Buckeye, thanks for the five. Uh, Fifteen Ohio State versus Oregon, um, and twenty-four Michigan versus Washington. All schools are Big Ten now. Where's the call for the toughest conference? SEC uh, biasism makes me sick. I'm just saying it. Watch out now. These teams keep leveling up. If Ohio State can get back to where they fucking normally have been, mm-hmm. you're going to have two two really, really comparable conferences. Yeah. And also, it just tells you how thin the markets are because fucking last year was Ohio State was what? This far away? This yeah. far away from winning a natty? Thomas, thanks for the five. As a Buckeye, I picked Michigan because of their mental focus and need to win, not physicality. Mm-hmm. That's a good note. Steven, thanks for the five. Does they need to hire an OC to take over play calling or someone like Kevin Wilson, a former head coach that can take things off his plate? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jordan, thanks for the two. Yo, Chris, how hungover were you Saturday morning? I had a I had a throbbing headache all day Saturday. I, I, that's why, man. I, and Chris left. I buddy, did. I was there in the paint. I was, I was all day, the whole game. Honestly, I was I was more down bad about the Missouri about like Devin Brown's injury than I was about this Michigan win over Bama. Yeah, personally, that's that's kind of how how far it went for me. D two K two, thanks for the two. Bama was supposed to get sexual on Michigan. They were. That's I'm what? about to I'm about to shut down my. I think my New Year's resolution is to shut down my Pornhub account. Zach. Oh shit! I think that's what we'll do because. Supposed to be sexual. <laughs> Ryan, thanks for the two. Thoughts on Michigan's secondary yesterday? I thought they played well. I mean, Will Johnson was outstanding. Didn't give up a catch. Rod Moore was outstanding. Mike Samer still had – he struggled tackling out of nowhere. Um, I, but I thought they played well. I really did. Uh, that guy, thanks for the 10. If Chris is what Ohio ninjas are like, y'all are all weak. They created a soft joke two years ago when they got beat by 15 at home by 22. You said Michigan is bees. You the softest ninja ever. Ohio State down bad. Wait, have I claimed to be a tough guy? 
<laughs> no, you haven't. Okay. Thank you. And also, I can't be the softest ever. Like, I'm also no. like, you know, I'm, I played rugby. I was a pretty good rugby player. And, and I promise you, if me and you got on a rugby field, it would be one, it would be one thing happened and it wouldn't be you scoring. <laughs> also, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Like, I, okay. Thank you. Got me. Got me. But spell my fucking name right. <laughs> Jordan, thanks for the five. What we're not going to do is shit talk my dog, Chris. You weak hide behind a fake profile. Mason Graham made himself so much money yesterday. Bro, Kenny G, too. So much money. So much money. That's a real one. See, look, a Michigan fan that gets it. Thank you, Bro, Jordan. I'm, I'm, like, Chris Jenkins and Mason Graham are ridiculous. No, they are. They absolutely are. Keith, thanks for the five. Did you guys see Will Fong this morning say D-line prospect picked another team because of the LJ retirement rumors? So LJ's presence does matter. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's negative recruiting. It's going to happen. Yeah, Zach, I mean, Zach and I kind of found out, I don't know if we really talked about it much on here, but that at least LJ was expected to be the coach next year based on kind of what we'd heard. Yeah, he's not retired. Hmm. <laughs> oh, here we go. Austin, thanks for the two. Ryan Day and his cousins has a nice ring. <laughs> Austin, you he missed yesterday's show. <laughs> hey, Austin's been, you know, that, that when we, that, that came up yesterday, he was like, fuck yeah, finally, not, it's not about Clemson. <laughs> <laughs> My thanks for the five. Hey, guys, enjoy the live show. My wife and I drove down from Michigan for the spring game every year. So I hope you do one that Friday, and happy new year. Oh, so yeah. we, we, we got to talk about our plans because we got some – here, here's what we want to do. We want to do a golf outing on Friday, maybe a live show from the golf outing, mm -hmm. and then um, obviously that will be leading into the spring game. I don't know if we'll do anything for the spring game, but, but on spring game weekend. So as you're looking at it, when the calendar comes out, just plan to hang out with us on Friday. I'm with that. I am with that. Uh, ACD, thanks for the five. Y'all think Kevin Wilson stays if Day gave him the keys to the O? No. No, he wanted to get back in the head coach's chair. And mm -hmm. shout out to Kevin. Yeah, great guy. I love Kevin. BZ, thanks for the five. Really losing face in the program. Seeing Michigan getting a gifted natty is horrible. I love Ohio State, but I got to see changes, man. I can't do this every year. Yeah, we got to say anything else, you know. They're down. Mm -hmm. We got we got to see something. Got to see something. Jordan, thanks for the five. This Michigan gifted a natty nonsense needs to stop too. We beat Penn State and Ohio State without our head coach. We just beat Bama that you all thought would crush us. Yeah, I don't think it's gifted natty. Anymore. It's not gifted at all. They're nope. they're they're fucking fist fighting their way to a natty right mm -hmm. now. That that that's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> uh. Todd, thanks for the two. Should go after the Liberty OC. I think their style's not like the issue is Ryan wants such a pro <laughs> style offense with no gimmicks. Dom, thanks for the five. The difference between a 14 playoff and OSU is they treat each other like family brotherhood. The Buckeyes act like a disgruntled co workers. I think, the, I think the players like each other. Like, like there's tight culture with the players. I think there's a, I don't know. It's a mentality thing, man. It's, it's, it's a competitive edge mentality thing. Mm -hmm. Too many guys fuck up, and there's not accountability. I watched G. Scott miss 100 blocks. I watched the receivers never block, and there's never accountability. Because guess what? When I coached receivers, and I could, I'm just speaking to receivers because that's what I coached. If you missed a block, you are not going to be in the next play. You're getting pulled out, and we're, have, we're talking on the sideline, and someone else is going to go out there. And I'm going to tell you, hey, you got to make that fucking block. And if you don't, you're not going to fucking play. But guess what? G. Scott stayed in the game. Guys that miss blocks, they just... Keep playing. 
Guys who throw interceptions, keep playing. Guys who fumble, keep playing. Guys who miss assignment after assignment, keep playing. Oh, and 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 guess what? The best players don't play special teams anymore. And it's like, remember, you used to tell me that my guys wanted to be the, the guys in special teams. Well, I never, I never forget. Like Devin Smith was one of the best gunners we ever had, mm-hmm. right? And he ran a nine route on third down, incomplete. He had to go back and be the gunner. And I went to sub him in, and Urban grabbed me. What the fuck are you doing? I was like, coach, he just ran a go route. He's blown out. And he was like, then you sub him out on third down. He's my fucking gunner. You hear me? Yep. I was like, damn, message received. Like, mm-hmm. got it. Best play, best players. I mean, and honestly, I think receivers being gunners and being on the special teams unit is important for their toughness too. Because if you want to talk about a soft unit, the receivers were soft. I mean, there's just there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So they could benefit from being on special teams. But you know, uh, Zach, if you're Ryan, which coaches are you targeting? I, I don't. I don't know. You you really have to be on the inside to know. I mean, I know this. I need a coordinator. Grub. Oh, which co- which coach would I bring in? Yeah, I mean that's the easy choice right now with what he's done with Michael Penix Jr. and Washington. Where Washington's at, but mm-hmm. I just need a coordinator to run the show on offense so I can be a co- head coach. I'm I'm bringing in I'm I'm offering Grub, and then I'm seeing what Phil Wong goes up to, and and we're doing it. We're doing it that way. Uh, and if you're if you're Phil Longo, then you can you know keep Brian Hartline there and have Phil Longo teach about rotation because he's one of the, one of the bright offensive minds in the sport, and he has a a, a real take about that. It includes blocking. Uh, Gorky, thanks for the two. Penix is a black Troy Aikman. Love his pass game. Yeah, he's fucking. I mean, it, he might be my favorite player in college football. Yeah, he's. Marvel. And I'm not here for the Jaden. Oh, he got robbed the high. No, he didn't. Jaden Daniels was outstanding. We're not going to slander Jaden Daniels because Michael Penix Jr. is this good, mm-hmm. but he he might be my favorite player in college football. Yeah. Um, I think what they've been underdogs three times this year. One all three, dude. Paul, thanks for the two. Fitch is Ohio State's QB coach. CD is there for recruiting. I am aware of that. Essentially aware of that. Rose, thanks for the two. We didn't learn anything about JJ's NFL potential. I don't think we did. I don't know if you felt like you walked away learning. No, I I, I still think he needs to come back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Malcolm, thanks for the five. I know people aren't trying to hear about it, but where do you think Malachi Nelson is going? Um, I think he ends up in Miami. I think that's good for his brand. I know that like stuff outside of football is important for him. And Miami, I don't know if you know, struck out on the whole world. So he's going from L.A. to Miami. Yeah. So, I mean, he loves fashion. I mean, he played with he played for SFE, Zach. Oh, yeah. So, like, obviously got ties down there. So, I think he'll go to Miami. Ryan, thanks for the 10. I think Michigan beats UW by 14. Their style of play dominates the clock, and they have a great D. I don't see UW washed, stopping uh, Michigan's slow, methodical offense. UM <laughs> takes too much time off the clock. They do. Slowest offense in college football, if you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Also, I think the fact that – um, Blake Corum doesn't hit home runs is perfect because if it was just home run get off the field, that would not be conducive to their style of play. No. Um, Ryan, thank you for the uh, two thoughts on how Dallas Turner declared. Bro declared from the field. Just from the field, he said, "Ain't ain't no no way, shape, or form." I'm not. He he was he's ready to be done with Saban's program. <laughs> Rose, thanks for the five. Florida popped in '96. Florida State responded with a natty. Bama in '09. Not. Auburn responds with a nat- with a natty. Ohio State fourteen. Team up north responds with Harbaugh. Team up north pops in twenty twenty three. Ohio State will be what? A lot of unknowns. A lot of question marks. Yeah. I mean, this has a chance to be what Saban and Kirby. This is this is you know. Jonathan thanks for the five. Ben thanks for the two. Tommy Reese equals Brian Johnson. Dog shit. I tried to tell you before the year. Mm-hmm. Rod thanks for the five. Zach you. 
you've experienced teams where one side of the ball had good culture while the other side didn't. How does that happen and how does it get fixed? <laughs> well, it happens when you're incompetent uh, on the coaching staff, honestly. Or, or on offense, or you have an incompetent quarterback, or both. Mm-hmm. Um, how's it get fixed? You got you to gotta blow the shit up. I mean, that, when has it ever been fixed without making significant change? That's the question, right? You look at the Kerry Combs defense. Well, how did it change? Blow the shit up, right? The Ed Warner offense, how did it change? Blow the shit up. Like, I've seen it time and time again. You got to blow the shit up. Yeah. It's just what you got to do. It's time. It's time. Uh, Mike, thanks for the five. We have been being nice about Ryan Day, but buddy is inches from all my hood joke experience. Dude is ready to cry in the in the car. Cooked. Whew. It's a bad deal. Got a got a bad deal. <laughs> D2K2, thanks for the five. Best thing about a Michigan chip is that it forces Ohio State fans to level up their trash talk. No more 97 a half championship jokes go blue. That is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is true. That one goes away. Jonathan, thanks for the two. Hire Art Bryles as OC. Fuck morality. <laughs> That'll never happen. Ian, thanks for the five. Ryan seems socially weird. I think players are put off by him. They don't seem like they are playing for him. Reminds me a lot of Charlie Weiss. No, I don't. That's not. I don't see that at all. He may be that way publicly, but he's he's really really good relating to a team. Nick, thanks for the two. Bingo, Zach. Accountability, it's missing. Missing. Um, survive the hunt. Thanks for the five. Blake's Rose Bowl performance will go down as the greatest game ever played by a vacuum salesman. <laughs> look, look, already up in the trash talk. Zach got 2,000 people in here. They all got to hit the like button before we go. Hey, hit the like button before we get out of here. That's a banging Tuesday. We love it. What, mm-hmm. a, what a day yes, we had yesterday in football. And now okay. we got, what, six days. Till Michigan goes to try to win the national championship, I'm sure we'll have a lot of drama, maybe even some coaching changes. Yeah. So we'll be here all week, every day at noon. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't. Like this video, God damn it. We appreciate you. Menace out.